This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's, Let's Drink, Drink About it. it. You're listening to Let's Drink About It, a show where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail pairing. I'm your host, Benjamin R. Harrison. And I'm your host, Chris Bowman. And our lovely and talented guest this week is Dan Kennedy, celebrated author. Ooh, so very exciting. Moth host. Uh, what else? I mean, mostly just celebrated author, right? Mostly just celebrated author. <laughs> Guy whose just Twitter celebrated. I really love. I like, to, it, it, I like it, to correct anybody and just say, mostly just celebrated author. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, like if, even like if people in my building go like, Hey, you're you're that guy from the fourth floor who, who I'll often see bringing down the. I'll go mostly just celebrated author. Yeah, uh, I uh, one of my stock joke job jobs I tell people when they ask me what I do at parties is uh, Pulitzer Prize winning novelist. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I you know like I don't always want to just dive into what I do for a living. Right. And well, I like that your I like that your joke, Benjamin, serves you well. Yeah, like it's yeah. not like you're not like, hey, I got this joke where I just tell people that uh, <laughs> I learned how to, you know, do this weird construction thing on the. Side. You're like, <laughs> yeah. my crazy joke is yeah. I tell, uh, you know, people at parties that I tell I'm people a I'm really Pulitzer yeah. Prize winner. <laughs> right. And no, really, that's the crazy. Joke isn't that also Benjamin just a lot like lying saying you did a huge thing at a party? Yes, and I do tend to do it after four drinks. Yeah, no, yeah, that's uh, you know, I mean, I think that I sort of started doing that when I was directing music videos, but making like uh, like I was making like less than thirty thousand dollars a year directing ten music videos a year. Right, right, and I needed to diffuse how how excessively cool my job sounded for how shitty my life actually was. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so that was like a, that was like a fun lie for me, but I feel like, you, you know, you could never do that because it's a little, little cl- close to the mark. I like the, uh, I like the 10 music videos a year for less than 30,000. Like that yeah. just says, golden era yeah. of the music business it was yeah it was literally the like brief That's window this. in between mtv divesting of airing music content at all right. and youtube being really a thing like just, youtube existed like my first music video aired on mtv and nothing after that. oh really yeah Wow. So it was uh, it was not really the right time to be rushing into that business. Yeah. Um, you're kind of a music biz vet. Um, yeah. Well, I rushed into it at um, uh, with about the same timing <laughs> that you rushed into it. Like, I kind of arrived at, uh, yeah, at a major label. I was like, because I was a freelance um, producer for Atlantic Records. Like, I produced, and not producing albums, like producing um, you know, commercials yeah, and like EPKs and stuff like that. Right. And it was always this kind of side hustle. I could go make a chunk of change, you know, doing a few of these projects for this label. And then one time they said, so listen, you know, we're thinking <laughs> about, uh, asking you, you know, if you want to come on staff or whatever. And, and yeah, it was the same thing. I was kind of like, oh man, this is going to be yeah. awesome. But then just things were not adding up as I was, <laughs> right. as I was walking in, it was like, holy shit, this I, might not be the time. <laughs> I still tell the story. Like I love rock on is such a funny book and I still am amazed. Like the, the image 
Who wrote Rock On again? Remind me. Uh, uh, one Dan Kennedy. <laughs> yes. Oh, our yeah, guest. Our guest. Actually, one of the one of the many books of his that you should buy after you hear him on this episode. Yeah, it's so true. And, and I Benjamin's think... like, I actually say that I wrote that and the <laughs> and that other one about the dog. Who? Yeah. <laughs> but the the Motown project is like just oh yeah such a terrifying. Uh, it's such a terrifying prospect to me. Maybe, maybe if you could just give like a Coles Notes version. Oh yeah, well, just that. Uh, and I'm a, I'm assuming this Cole fellow that you speak of up in Canada. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming he's like this Cliff guy. That yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly right. Yeah. So he, he works his name when he uh, when he dashed, dodged the draft. His, his, name, his name is Cliff <laughs> Cole. Stay in the same business. It's Cliff so Cole. he does the same thing though. He works quickly in broad strokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, got it. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to make sure, like it wasn't it wasn't Cliff's verbose brother, <laughs> and then I did this completely wrong. Um, well, yeah, the quick version of that is that, um, yeah, I was working in some some marketing agency or something like that, and a friend of mine, um, Dave Statman, who's just one of the most generous guys that I met when I first came here, just the coolest guy. Anyway, he was like, hey. Someone that they need, they need, uh, Motown Records needs somebody to produce this 40th anniversary TV spot because they have this big show that's airing in a month on ABC or whatever. And, uh, he was like, I can't do it because it's a conflict of interest with, uh, Warner Brothers or whatever. Yeah. So I told them, like, you would be the guy. And at the time, I was just like, what does that mean? Like it was like a, it was like a like an episode of Seinfeld from back in the day or something. It was just I was like the guy. All right, you know, and it was like, what should I do? He's like, like you need to tell me everything. Like, what does that mean, producing? So, I literally like went to that meeting, you know, at Motown, just sort of looking at everybody, like, okay, good. I cannot <laughs> wait to do this, and then just got back to my little desk at this. Uh, this little marketing job I had and then called Dave and was like, what does any of this mean? <laughs> He's like, well, tell me what happened. I'm like, well, I met George Jackson. He like gave me a high five that uh, almost hurt me. <laughs> He's very passionate and he's very, he was, a, he was a very large man. He was a very passionate man. And, and I was like, and that happened. And I think that's good. And he was like, that means he likes you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, and then he just said, like, I need to get in touch with like, you know, Marvin Gaye's estate and like this, that, and the other, like, I don't know what I'm doing, Dave. And he was <laughs> like, okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to this vault. You're going to find these photos. You're going to shoot the photos and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So I just, the yeah, idea that you had a month to do this is terrifying. To yeah. Me. It was so weird. There was like, you know, in this job I had, it was, I think my first little job in New York, not the Motown job, but this like weird PR agency that was trying to get into marketing and the guy, <laughs> the boss there, like he literally, like, it seems now like a Monty Python sketch or something <laughs> because I would, he would like summon me to his office. I would stay in my office with the door closed as long as I could sometimes <laughs> for the entire day and then just leave. And he'd be like, what'd you do to I'm like, just stuff. Trust me. <laughs> and, uh, he would like be fishing pills out of a bottle with two fingers and eating them <laughs> like with such 
with such sort of like flourish that at first I was like, this is a brilliant joke. Those are yeah. like from a Those gag shop or something. or something. Right. And no, it wasn't. And uh, dipped bril- half of them in cherry syrup <laughs> to yeah. make them plausible capsules. And he would just like eat these pills and then like blow cigarette smoke in my face while he talked to me. And I was like, this is the craziest shit I have ever seen in my life. This is like a really weird scene from a movie. It's always really satisfying when you meet somebody in New York who is like a fully fleshed out New York character. And you're like, wow, like that is like when they do that guy in a movie, they're not making that up at all. I mean, if you wrote this guy in a script, you know, the studio would tell you, like, like dial that back, back a little it off bit. A That's little just bit. a little broad, yeah. and we don't need it. So there would just be these days where I would I would hop from that. I'd be like, I have to run up to the corner. I'm going to get a coffee, you know. And I would duck out, and I would go over to Worldwide Plaza on, on uh, 8th or whatever that is. And, uh, yeah, there would just be these surreal moments. Like, I, like 15 minutes ago, I was shaking Stevie Wonder's hand. Yeah, it's and now, like... I'm back in this weird little cave with this man, <laughs> like barking these strange commands at me. That was the weirdest job. Yeah. I remember one time he was like, you need to go to Vermont. This was the weirdest thing ever. I just thought this is how adulthood worked. He was like, you need to get a plane ticket, have so-and-so get you a plane ticket, get up to Vermont, work with the art director on this print ad. And then, and just, you guys need to spend, you know, three or four days up there just brainstorming ideas. And I was like, okay, got it. (laughs) And I told the assistant to book me a ticket to Vermont and I flew up there and I checked into a hotel and I called this art director guy and we brainstormed or whatever. And, uh, (laughs) and maybe like six hours later, I get a call from my boss, the man that fished the pills out of the bottle and smoked the menthol cigarettes and blew the smoke at my face. And, and he was like, where are you? What are you doing? And I was like, I'm in Vermont, you know? And he's like, why the hell are you in Vermont? I'm like, you told me to get a ticket and go to Vermont. He's like, and it was just quiet. And then he goes, well, how the hell long do you plan on staying up there? And I go, well, you said three or four days. So I'm, I just booked three or four days, you know? And he was like, yeah, get back down here tonight. Like get down here in the morning. Like you need to be here at work. And it was just like the weirdest, uh, anyway. Wow. But the Motown thing got done. And then, yeah, I remember I had a rough cut. I had a rough cut. You have to show rough cuts to like the president of the label and the marketing people. And I had this rough cut that I couldn't even believe I put together. But I, and I never would have if it wasn't for my friend Ben Witten, who is this amazing editor and still is an amazing editor. And, uh, and I remember I went up to show it to the late George Jackson and, uh, and, uh, one of the marketing guys. And, um, they quickly, George Jackson was like, here, bring that, bring it into the conference room. And I'm like, Oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> we go to the conference room and just like a movie or a legal procedural, uh, there's one person in the conference room at the very end of the table turns around and it's iced tea. And I was like, <laughs> was, was he kind is... of a smoky room and there was a spotlight on the chair? <laughs> was he tenting his just fingers? About, just about. And he was in a suit too. But, wow. And I was like man, this is just going to be a weird life, I think. Wow. Amazing. That's so um, good. Well, I want to move on, but uh, really quickly, I put out a tweet last year. I was in uh, 
the Pacific Northwest shooting a documentary and I kept driving back and forth between Seattle and San Francisco and the entire time like every Indian casino you pass has like a guy in a cowboy hat with a guitar on their on their uh on their big billboard advertising the country star and I just like kept being blown away at the irony of the Indians hosting cowboys at their at, at their uh, at their casinos, and uh, I, I, f- I think it was you that replied to that to that tweet saying like if you just turn if you tur- hang a right, I'm about two my hometown is about two hours off that road. So, is that you? you? <laughs> I mean, I don't uh, like most things I do on Twitter. I don't recall not worth that. remembering, but just because I'm in a I feel like I'm in some kind of emotional blackout most of the time <laughs> yeah. that I'm on that thing, and I I keep meeting people in real life that I have to go like, yeah, sorry about whatever you saw on there. <laughs> um, I usually like open with the apology, sorry for anything I tweeted, yeah. and um, but that geographically that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, when you were describing that drive, yeah, I've. I've lived in Seattle by accident for five years, one month. Oh, and, I hate it when that happens, yeah. You know, like I made that drive a million times down right. to SF and down to um, down to Chico, California, which is like above San Francisco. And my folks live down in that area. Oh, gotcha. And, okay. uh, and yeah, there is this, there is that stretch where it's like, yeah, there at some point around there, there's like a road that goes through orchards for like an hour and a half. And yeah, then, and it's weird that it's just like that, that is the only type of music you see advertised. Like when you get closer to like Tacoma, you'll see like, you know, Keith Sweat or something on the, <laughs> right. on the billboard. Right. But like, but like for, there's like a four or 500 mile stretch where it's just guitar cowboy hat guy. Yeah. Those guys are cleaning up. I mean, they're <laughs> like, they, they, they have like black cowboy hats and, and headphone mics and they play <laughs> yeah. all of those places. They're like, you know, 2000 seaters and they just, yeah. I'm sure they're just like, that has got to be lucrative buying houses. But <laughs> I stayed at a, I stayed at a, I stayed at a hotel. This one time I had a show in Portland and I was in Northern California and I rented a Jeep and I was like, Oh, it's going to be so cool. I'm going to oh, like fun. put the top down and drive up to Portland and do these two shows that I have. And, uh, and that sucked. It was a terrible <laughs> idea because it's I, it's sort of like seeing like a mini bike in a hardware store and being like, oh, that thing's awesome. How fast can it go? Like, I'm going to ride that up to Oregon. And I mean, Jeeps are wonderful. I love Jeeps. And that's certainly no diss to like Jeepers. But, um, you know, I, uh, yeah, I just had this. It, it's just like that's not really how you want to power through like yeah. that drive and get into town that night. So right. I, you I, want like a, you want like a Panamera or something that's got a lot of tar poured into the steel frame so that yeah. it, like there's no vibration from the road being transmitted into your seat. Yeah. I just basically, cause the other thing is it was summer. So it was like a hundred degrees in the <laughs> yeah. North Valley of California. So yeah. that's really the thing. Not so much the car, just the fact that here's this fool who's just like, <laughs> getting beat up by a NASA wind tunnel of like a hundred degree air, you know, 110 degree air. And of course, and I'm just like getting weirdly dehydrated and weirdly yeah. smacked around by wind. And then by the time yeah, I'm like, God damn, I should be to Portland by now, but oh, I was still like yeah. two hours, two and a half hours away and it was getting dark and I was getting really tired. So I pulled you also this. get out for gas and you've got like three and a half inches of bugs encrusted <laughs> on the front bumper. It's oh, yeah. crazy how many bugs are on that road. It was a, it's a weird, 
Yeah. And then, so anyway, I pulled into this hotel and it was this strange hotel. There, there weren't, um, it wasn't, um, guys with cowboy hats, like playing new country, but it, it had, I walked in and it just, it was lined with eight by 10 black and whites, like all the way down this super long hallway of all these people that have stayed there. And they were all, they're all like, um, oh, this is like uh, run by the uh, the dry cleaners union or something. <laughs> yeah, it was cra- it was you know it sort of it let you know as a as a podcast host like right where I fit in. You know, it was yeah. like oh that's a guy from that sitcom I grew up on. I guess he got tired on this part of the drive too and like <laughs> pulled over. He probably had a show at like a state fair over there. Like. Right. You know, it's very much just this night of like, oh, <laughs> I see. Yeah. Drop I off see. a glossy for him uh, <laughs> on your way right. out. That's, yeah. that's what I did. <laughs> feel like you, if you feel the need to get this framed or just knock one of the lesser known. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean. I was like, hey, I have to reply to a tweet right now. Kind of a smart ass reply <laughs> about this area. But I also want you guys to have this poster of me sitting behind a mic. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I have a bunch of proposals for projects out, and um, as listeners know, I've been a little bit underemployed uh, lately, so mm-hmm. I'm sort of waiting on pins and needles uh, on which of these are going to get the thumbs up, and I need a drink for that. Oh boy. Uh, I, uh, well, the bar life is finally beat me to a bloody pulp and I (laughs) I need to change gears and I'm doing it ever so slowly. So I'm, uh, I think I'm going to try and get into the, uh, difficult world of voiceover work and I need a drink to go with that. You you got the dulcet tones for it, buddy. Well, I'm just going to sell, I just, I, what I see in my future, I'm going to sell a lot of cars. I think, (laughs) you know what I mean? I'll buy it. Yeah. That is sweet. (laughs) I, I just, kind of got back from this uh great summer of travel and um mostly doing shows with the moth and going out to la similar to benjamin to uh propose several projects that (laughs) i'm on pins and needles about uh and i have about 15 days here in new york city before i get to go back to an airport and get back in the system where I can't harm myself, <laughs> the system of air travel. Uh, so in the interim, I'll need a drink for that. Right on. Dan, uh, since you do not consume alcohol, uh, we went with a non-alcoholic beverage that I'm calling a Moscow Mule. Nice. <laughs> this is uh, four ounces of a nice zesty ginger beer, an ounce and a half of fresh lime juice, and an ounce and a half of seltzer water. Uh, build in a copper mug, or in my case, a glass, because I don't <laughs> own any copper mug, uh, with crushed ice, stir to combine, and garnish with a lime wedge. So, uh, that sounds amazing. Sounds pretty refreshing. Right? I love that. <laughs> I also love the fact that... that I've landed in a place today where that sort of thing is acceptable because like often I find that when I'm away from home, I have this weird question I started asking. I'm now like the kind of strange 
dad without kids who like asks the waiter like what's the craziest soda you guys have like because i don't drink and and i find that sometimes in different parts of the country there are these amazing sodas like totally blenheim's ginger ale down north carolina that stuff's insane there used to be a grocery store in williamsburg around the corner from where i lived that had that stuff and they they had blenheim's went out of business and it was like i was like i don't care about the stupid store but that blenheim's ginger ale this stuff is amazing like you can't even drink it out of the bottle because it's like a wasabi yeah like really it it blasts oh man it blasts the back of your throat uh, yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, like regular ginger ale doesn't even taste like ginger. No. Like this is what ginger tastes like. Right. You realize the stuff that you grew up on was like, oh, yeah. that's just Seven Up with some coloring. Right. I get it now. But uh, then, yeah. So I always say, what's the crazy say you have? Which is either met with like something like, oh, we have a good ginger beer, like right. which is just a fancier ginger ale that has tons of ginger, like you said, uh, or they just look at you and go. Uh, we have Diet Coke. <laughs> Pepsi, <Yeah>. Cherry Pepsi? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they just look at you like, hey, <laughs> hey, is Diet Sprite crazy enough for you, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> and you feel like a, a real... Woo, living on the edge. Yeah, sort of like a real <laughs> dork for asking. But I love it that th- this sounds wonderful, what you've come up with. Well, you know what? I'm going to uh, make it one better for you because I have two different types of ginger beer in my fridge <sighs> and you can pick which one you... Which, or we could do an AB. We could do do an AB. Show you what a soda nerd I am, and try to guess the two brands. Oh, okay, all right. So th- these are both pretty ginger forward. Uh, neither is a Blenheim, and uh, yeah, they're both glass bottles. I'll give you uh, that. Reeds might be one of them. That's a swing and a miss, buddy. Ooh, really? You are the real deal, man. <laughs> this podcast is the real situation. Uh, I'm going to go one more, but this is more of like a Rocky Mountain area thing, but Cock and Bull ginger beer. Oh, no. I've, I've uh, heard of that one, but I didn't get that one. This uh, is nuts that you have. This is One of them is I'll be here for days. Fentimins, and I think the other one is Main Root. This, this I might is, be wrong about the second one. Main this, something. <laughs> I love this, but I also love that I'm impressed, but I'm also uh, taken aback by the way you uh, <laughs> simply stumped me and didn't know. <laughs> I might be making that well, up, but I, I can assure I, I, you I you were reeds. wrong. I, I walked past the reeds. I was like, not gingery enough. Not gingery you know, enough. I'm, when I was a kid, that was too gingery for me, but now, not gingery enough. Oh, this is awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm having uh, a great time just listening listen to the soda nerd out here. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, uh, Chris, you're going to be drinking a sidecar, a storied classic in the cocktail world that I'm kind of shocked we've never done on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two ounces of cognac, uh, three quarter ounces of Cointreau, three quarter ounces of lemon juice, a quarter ounce of simple syrup, uh, shaken with ice and until well chilled and fine strained into a chilled coupe uh, that has been rimmed with sugar. Hmm. I also think it would just be wonderful wonderful if after Chris had his drink, he was like, wait a minute, this has alcohol in it? <laughs> Guys, I said not. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I made that clear. Yeah. 
Uh, we have a we have a, uh, a a policy on this show to be as ethical as possible with the guests, but always fuck with each other. So, <laughs> so, so many times that he's had like a crushed up quaalude in his drink. <laughs> I just I'm asleep by the end of the show. Yeah, <laughs> we, we found it's good radio. You know, it it's is. just good radio. The last episode of Let's Roofie about it <laughs> was so good. Yeah. Um. Ben, I, uh, as I am uh, uh, not in my home, I do not have a coupe, so I'm going to have to oh, cheat okay. a little and uh, just use a rocks glass. Yeah. But uh, so, what listeners, do forgive us or me. A coupe is like uh, the it's like a champagne glass or a cocktail glass that's kind of wider and curved oh, instead okay. of like like a you'd martini know it, glass. You know it because if like... you use the drink out of it, it's, you spill most of it on yourself and. Uh, you don't drink anything, really. Right. Oh, that sounds delightful. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's really good. Uh, ben, you're going to be drinking a cucumber jalapeno margarita. Uh, it's two ounces of Blanco tequila, half ounce of triple sec, half ounce of fresh lime juice, <laughs> three quarter ounces of agave syrup, uh, three fresh jalapeno wheels, three fresh cucumber wheels. Uh, you're going to, in a shaker, muddle the jalapenos and cucumbers. Uh, add the remaining ingredients and shake with ice. Strain into an ice-filled glass and garnish. Great. Yeah. All righty. Uh, well, let's get to them. Yeah, let's do it. So, Dan, uh, you've got two Moscow mules in front of you. One with the... Uh, Fentimins and one with the main root, and I put the uh, the bottle caps in front oh, yeah. so that you could keep track of which is which. Yeah, curious to see which one you like better. Those are both kind of fancier uh, ginger 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 beers. That they I look found. amazing. Um, but uh, cheers, cheers, cheers to your health. Mm-hmm. Wow, zing! Oh, yeah, the that jalapeno is. Uh, Speaking, yeah, yeah, speaking to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> speaking of spicy things, uh, how about that ginger? This is this is amazing. I've had the Fentimins. I'm now gonna have the what's this one called? Uh, main Main Root. Main Root. I feel like that must be a company that started with root beer, <laughs> based wow. on the name. Wow, this I don't. It's this is why I don't drink anything but soda because <laughs> I'm suddenly not interested in anything but these two drinks and consuming them as quickly as possible. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm glad I made you half size ones. <laughs> wow. Those are, those are great. Um, what is this? This is lime juice, ginger beer. I like, I like the main root one best. Yeah. It's lime juice, ginger beer, and a little bit of uh, seltzer. God, so good. Spread it out. I love it. I feel so, like I could handle anything with these two, <laughs> these two uh, soda drinks, these two soft drinks in front of me. What would you call them? Yeah. Mock. Mocktail is not tail. a not a not a term I love, mm. but uh, I know that's I a guess weird term. Why do they have to call it that? You can just call it a cocktail, can't you? A cocktail so. just says things are mixed together. Yeah, correct? I think it's become that. I think that it's one of the like. It's also like a term that doesn't have like a super definite etymology like there's a lot of different theories on where the, the the term cocktail came from and i've read people's things <laughs> saying like 
A cocktail is like a spirit, a bitter, uh, <laughs> something sweet and something sour mixed together. And, and like that doesn't describe like 90% of, of the yeah. things that people drink that we call cocktails. Like it doesn't describe a martini and that's a cocktail, right? And if someone, someone yells at me, you're just a cocktail of self-involved, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. narcissism. You're a cocktail of narcissism, regret, yeah. and opportunism. Then, uh, <laughs> then what do they say? You know, yeah, yeah, I may have given away too much, but they're just saying I'm a, I'm an, I'm an enchanted mixture of several components, right? Yeah. Which is all cocktail means. I, I think narcissism, regret, and opportunism are one of. Are the, is that one of the anti-retroviral cocktails? That's a terrible joke. <laughs> I knew that was a bad idea before I even started. <laughs> oh, boy. Committed to it, though. Yeah. I want to know, Dan. percent of it. Now, it's, so sodas are your... Uh, you, you reach for sodas first. Like, you bypass water nowadays, or, or like, is, are sodas a treat? No, I try to... You know, I don't, I don't drink it. It's not like I drink a ton of soda. Uh, I drink... You know what we did recently? This was crazy. We were uh, at this place that had lemon trees, you mm-hmm. know, like in the backyard. Sure. And uh, we'd gone to the beach for the day. And um, my girlfriend took one of the lemons and sliced it up and put it in a bottle of water. <laughs> Sounds so simple. <laughs> yeah. There's like young people listening to this who are, who are like, wait, yeah. how can you get more wasted? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, have I got a treat for you? <laughs> have you had lemon water yeah. made in the sun? <laughs> Um, but it really was this weird thing where like the lemon was like unbelievably sweet and, um, you had a Meyer lemon or something like that. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was. And, and it was in this bottle of water and, um, like one of these things right here. I just realized I have one of these in my backpack. Oh, this is a good pod. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a uh, like a clean, like a nice clean canteen type of deal. Yeah, like one of these bottles, and then it it sat in the car, right? Uh, while we were at the beach, and the sun broke it down, kind of, and it made this delicious sweet lemon <laughs> water that I'm here to tell all of your young listeners about. <laughs> please, whom, Dan. Please. Who would like some lemon water? Yeah. Well, I think I think that uh, you you're in you're in. Um, in a nicer company than you might think. I don't think that most of our listeners are mainly concerned with getting getting as hammered as possible. And I never meant to imply that. Although, like this, although. I, do this, I do this no matter where I am. <laughs> I make some joke that just reduces everybody to like a... <laughs> Stereotype of uh, uh-huh. yeah. like a weird. Well, thanks, broad. thanks a lot. It's man. all based on my insecurity because I don't. Fe- I feel uncool for a moment for like, and then I and then I say something very broad and everyone's like, um, for your information, like I do this. I'll often do this at moth shows where I'll just I'll start off the show very intimidated because I think well, they're all so so brainy and highbrow and NPR right. and and. Blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, you know, I read some of like the audience slips throughout the show and realize they're, they're deviants <laughs> and they're, uh, and they're just as, uh, just as broken and mixed yeah. up as any of us. And they're just, they just love books and stories and they're having fun tonight. Right. Yeah. I think that, uh, I Subconscious think the NPR is a set is just as, as kink, kinked out as just about any slice of society you care to select. <laughs> You know, maybe more open about it in a, in a lot of ways. 
you know, it sounds like with, such a, that with sounds their Dan like, Savage in there. <laughs> sounds like such a wonderful sentence from like a sixties, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, a sixties scare pamphlet or something. Oh, yeah. Just as kinked out as any segment of society, albeit more open about it. Yeah. I, I'm wearing an inappropriate brown suit and uh, speaking way too sincerely at the camera about the dangers of, uh, of uh, starting a cocktail podcast with your best friend, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, well, so so which of these two would I you would... say is going to be going best with your 15 days of, of not traveling like a crazy person? I would have to say the main route. Oh, man. In your fucking face, Ventimans. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... The sub, now the suburban politeness in me <laughs> is is just terrified oh, yeah, the, because the, I just want to say to the Fentimans people, delightful <laughs> bottle cap, much better than the main route bottle cap. Mm, yeah. Um, and honestly, uh, <laughs> the, the Fentimans just bottle a wonderful, is very nicely designed. It is, and and also just a, it's a it's a wonderful ginger ale as well. Yeah. It's just that I preferred the main route this time, didn't I? Right on. Right on. <laughs> now I'm just being hypersensitive <laughs> to everything after that one dumb joke where I was like, "There's probably young people who like to party." Bunch of waste cases. The Fentimans people are just as kinked out as the main route people, just in oh, different yeah. ways. Oh yeah, you know? <laughs> they are as kinked out as any other soda segment of society. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Kinked out. It's just such uh, a. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said it now. No, I, it's, I feel it's so it's, weird. Um, no, it's amazing. It was super good. It was like a. It was. I don't know. It was a wonderful. Yeah. Kind of hard boiled. <laughs> kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Um, well, I'm always solving solving uh, mysteries, and you know that hard boiled part yeah. of my way of expressing myself just creeps into my normal life <laughs> a lot of a lot of dames uh, with legs that go on for miles around yeah then, you know yeah beat up on the desk and the like right i could tell i, I could tell you were trouble when you walked in <laughs> i was gonna reject your case before you opened your mouth that's right but then you opened it and i just had to say yes <laughs> perfect um Wow. Just so the listeners know, too, we're in a sort of an older office in Brooklyn, New York, <laughs> yeah. with uh, the, louvered the... windows and one stanchion light <laughs> hanging between Ben and I. And <laughs> yeah. He's sort of he's reached down into a desk drawer to prepare these cocktails. Right. Yeah. I've, I've all that stuff in the pulls everything where, up where you would keep hand. files, you know, because yeah. it's yeah. the only drawer deep enough for the yeah. for the bottles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And occasionally you look at the camera and go, I don't know, let me check his file and yeah. wink at the camera. Yeah. And uh, at, at means... a certain point, it's going to get a little heavy and I'm going to have to go draw the Venetian blind on the uh, yeah. half window pane door because there's a man outside painting my logo on the on the frosted yeah. glass. That's right. I'm, uh, I've nope. been I've been staring at the shadow that says "Let's drink about it" from the backwards, <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, glass uh, decal thing. Right, yeah, lands just so on the uh, the leather top of my desk. Yeah, and none of it made sense, frankly. For a while, I was like, I don't know, I don't know. Benjamin and Chris, they seem so sort of modern and and of this era, right? But, but this setting, it's so. <laughs> and then you started with that stuff about. Yeah. Certain segments of society being just as kinked out as the others. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the wheels fell off. 
Yeah. I feel like you should have been tipped off by my uh, my outer borough trash uh, personal assistant and secretary who greeted you like this yeah. on your way in. Hey, Benjamin. <laughs> Let's drink about it. What do you want? <laughs> no case too small. No life event too mundane. <laughs> Sit down, fill this out for your cocktail. <laughs> it's like, man, this is really another time in here. It's like, yeah, well, you know, and I'll casually sexually harass her later. <laughs> I don't want to disappoint you. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I got to yeah. say, I got to say, um, you know, I don't know uh, the order of which we're going to release the two episodes we recorded today, but... <clears throat> Dan, I uh, haven't slept uh, because I got locked out of my house last night. And, you uh, did. I literally had a wandered pretty the exciting streets. Morning. I, I <laughs> wandered, wandered the, the streets of Toronto. The, I wandered the mean streets of Toronto yeah. until mm. until like eleven forty a.m. I mean, I worked a twelve-hour shift at the bar, and then I came home to a locked door that I could not pass. And uh, th- this drink is. Uh, I'm going to rename it the uh, the snooze button. <laughs> the snooze button. Yep. Yeah. Where uh, do you bartend in Toronto? Oh, it's a little place uh, down on Queen West, which is like right in the heart of, uh, like it's Actionville, you know? It's where all the <laughs> yeah. things happen on the weekends. I've, I've stayed there before. Like the Drake. Exactly. It's it's literally like mm, th- three, two blocks, block and a half, something like that, um, east of the Drake. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a nice little spot. Uh, it's a good neighborhood. It is. It's, and it's batshit crazy on weekends. It's, uh, you know, the, the wall to wall and, uh, everyone's more entitled than the last. Uh, <laughs> right. And, uh, right. and every, right. no one's drinks getting there fast enough. <laughs> right. uh, but, uh, you know, it's, yeah, we have fun. You know what I mean? We have fun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it's just a sweaty good time. And then I, you know, I, I rode my bike home and, and as I say, I, uh, kind of just, uh, filled my wee hours until they became the next day and uh so i'm kind of in a i'm in a fog i've actually just been listening to you guys most of the time i haven't do, done a lot of talking because uh my brain's not functioning very well well tell us about this uh this vo play chris I, i'm really excited about this i mean as as a accident sorry uh for everybody hearing the whales uh, my puppy is aware that within an hour and fifteen minutes it will be his dinner time. So and it's time to start. It's time to start vociferously complaining about it not being dinner time. Yeah. And he launched a full. He launched a full attack on my backpack. Yeah. There's, a snack, there's a snack in there, and he was like, "Dude, you know, have a snack? Why in are you holding out? Yeah, on me? yeah." He was like, "What?" First, I find out there's kibble on the counter that I don't have access to, and now this. Give me a break. Uh, no, but I mean, I feel like, uh, Chris, you've got a great voice, and uh, as a as a side effect of having started this podcast, you have kind of all all the equipment you need to to do voiceovers, and a lot yeah. of voiceovers recorded, you know, remotely these days. You yeah. Know, you, if, if I'm looking to hire a voiceover artist, I'll just go on like a website and put in something and i'll get several bids and i'll get to listen to clips and then pick somebody and you know i think those people probably make pretty good money given yeah i mean little time it takes to lay down you know a couple takes of a 12 minute voiceover or whatever yeah i mean it was it was at the your encouragement and insistence that uh i kind of 
signed up for one of these websites websites you're talking about and uh and it's through this podcast have i got comfortable more comfortable in front of a microphone i mean i'm no voice actor that's for sure and i mean um i don't know how much you can just jump into one of these things but uh i'm just i mean there's no harm in trying and i, I think like just there's yeah there's zero there's zero downside yeah right? <laughs> yeah and uh as i say like uh it's the last couple of weeks have been particularly tough mentally uh, behind the bar. And Dan and I, I don't know if like Dan, a few weeks ago, we had a conversation about the, the thing, the things you'll miss or I'll miss about bartending. Cause you were once a bartender too. Yes. Yes. I and loved that conversation. That so, was did like, so did I. So did I. Great. And uh, <clears throat> it all yeah. happened on Twitter. It did. Like on the, in the private message thing yeah. of Twitter, yeah. which I found very, it was just like a, it was, I don't know. It was great. It was sort of like a, yeah. Yeah. I certain, mean, we, we, certain art bell <laughs> feeling. Yeah. The whole thing. It was, it was uh man. It, when that conversation ended, I was just like jazzed. It was just felt great after that conversation. And, and it was just nice to know, like, you know, you being someone who, got out you know and i haven't i haven't been in that long like to be honest i've only been doing it like six years and it feels like 12 and but that's I'm, right yeah that's right at that that's right at that ledge like i remember it, six year itch my yeah. fourth my like i think like my fourth year at a like nice little solid three star with like seven bar stools where people came in and were just in awe of the room and like respectful mm -hmm. to you, you know, like mm -hmm. yeah. one of those gigs where you just go, uh, I could just do this forever. <laughs> totally. Like I'm eating. Some like people a do. King it's like a totally, like that's a career that some people I, and it's a total career. And, and you realize right when you get in it, you like at that certain point that you're talking about, Chris, like you realize you're like, Oh, right. This is a legitimately cool trade a yep. thing a skill mm -hmm. it's like and there's so many components to it there's like a physical component to it i mean i i still even a, even though i don't drink i'll i'll watch bartenders work and yeah. it's like just amazing to watch someone who can move it's like nicely and, and yeah and, yeah uh, i mean and those are those are those are the moments that i mean they don't happen so regularly for me like there are moments where you know it's the, the vibe of the room is just perfect you know it like it's just mm -hmm. a great volume and it's like the lighting is great and the people are great and the pace of the room like the pace of the the, the workflow is just like bang on and and you know whatever it is like everything is firing on all cylinders and you think just exactly what you say i could do this but uh i don't have i don't think i have the stamina that some of the like maybe more proper and more talented bartenders have that they don't, they have the drive, like they see yeah. something they want to do with it. And for me, yeah. it's like a means to an end, you know, and right. I've never thought it anything else. Um, and it's one of those things too, where you go, you hit that point, whether it's like the fourth year or the fifth or sixth year or whatever, but you hit that point where you're like, honestly, could I be great at this or mm -hmm. am I just going to be, kind of doing it yeah and in awe of the people who are great at it yeah i mean right. i've met so many great bartenders you know in this city alone and and uh people who have been doing it less time than i have and just have a, a, a an understanding <clears throat> excuse me that like i don't think i 
I don't think I have in in me, you know. Uh, yeah. and that's not me being like getting down on myself. That's just like you know, there's people that know how things work together in terms of like mixing and 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 uh, uh, like coming up with their own concoctions and things like that. That's not me. So, uh, it's such so- a culture too, right? It is. I mean, it's yeah. like. It, you have to be you have to be all in. Like yeah, it's one of it's like surf culture or ski culture or anytime you see somebody that you're like, wow, that person is this thing. Yeah, <laughs> like Absolutely. they are just they Inside don't they don't stop living it after they walk out of here. Like their entire life is it, and then they rock at it. Yeah, yeah. and and I am so the place I work. One of the owners is a, a, a well regarded chef and. Um, so the people that come in are other industry people. So at times I'm making drinks for people that know how to make these drinks better than I do, you know? Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing quite like that feeling, you know? Yeah. I've had definitely had a few moments on this show where I'm like making a drink for one of our guests who's like a real cocktail person and going like, feels a little bit like a, a baby trying to make a sandwich for his mom. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel at work all the time. Just a baby making sandwiches. Yeah, but, that was a uh, beautiful metaphor I just spun there. Yeah, like, yeah. Really, boy, I really was. I should be a writer, guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, I often think I, I like to think about baby making sandwiches. Yeah, I, I moved mean, behind the bar like a baby making sandwiches. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I mean, like, I could all, write an episode of Ellie McBeal at the very least. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all that to say, I, I uh, because I think ultimately I would like to be in radio production and, you know, uh, having people that work in, in in different areas of audio production, it's encouraging. And uh, I don't, again, like I, I, some of these people that I encounter, like it's everything they are. It's every fiber of their being. So again, right. I'm approaching something, you know, um, not exactly sure what I want from it, but it's a different path than uh, something that I... I'm excited about so um yeah I mean just gonna take the take the plunge you know one step take up can you take a plunge one step at a time <laughs> yeah. is that possible I don't that's know that's the that's the best way yeah I'm gonna yeah. carefully plunge by slowly letting a f- one finger off uh at a time from the diving board you know yeah you will yeah. you'll gingerly let yourself down from the high dive yeah yeah i'm just going to the water yeah and by that <laughs> I mean, I always, climb that's back how i ladder. change everything i love to i love to say that i changed everything in the blink of an eye but a very very slow blink that took <laughs> 10 to 15 years yeah yeah and yeah i mean i don't know i'm a i'm a i've always i am and always have been a late bloomer so and i'm comfortable with it you know like who's who's in a rush you know what i mean yeah yeah, exactly. So Th- this ain't the space race, and you ain't Russian. Hey, <laughs> is that just another? Just a, I mean, is there a, is there a journal around here that has lines <laughs> like like a baby making sandwiches? I have, I have a whole screen then, of this yeah, stuff exactly. on my computer right now. You're Dan. scrolling yeah. through. You're scrolling what's through. A, your what's a nonsense thing I can say next? <laughs> Got to stay in this fight. Uh, <laughs> Let me refer to my nonsense journal. <laughs> yeah, this ain't the space race, and you ain't Russia. Yeah, I can't. I can't uh, I I can't, I can't take any credit for that. That's from like a song or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, well, yeah, I thought sidecar is kind of a kind of a good drink because this is maybe like a sideline career, but you know, something that could take up less and less of your time and less of your emotional energy, but maybe potentially get to a place where it makes you 
makes you a living while you uh, yeah. I mean, do I, your thing. And I don't know if it's uh, because it's ultimately, like you say, it can be done remotely and ultimately a solitary thing. And I kind of like the idea of that. <laughs> Just coming from, from <laughs> yeah, the, it's the real opposite to the uh, yeah, like serving drinks to the animals, uh, right? You know, to uh, and anybody well, you will have to deal to... with like producers and shit, which can be yeah. pretty trying. <laughs> All right, well, let's let me just get into it first before you talk me out of it, okay, Ben? Okay, okay, oh, okay, God. Ben. Jeez. I just want to say too, I've changed my mind about these uh, drinks over here. No and way. Is, yeah. it, is it laying down in the glass differently, or well, two things. A few things have happened. Three things have happened. Wow. Okay, wait. Let me pull open my other screen. <laughs> here, here are the three things. I can no longer hear myself in my headphones, which may be a result of my having slammed both of these beverages <laughs> and the sugar going yeah. right into my blood and whatever. Now the I'm sugar just, just goes straight to my ears. Yeah. <laughs> I can deal with that. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like my field of vision is narrowed. But. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that's happened is as I got toward the bottom of the Fentiman's uh, uh, cocktail over here, mix of lime. What is it again? Lime? It's just lime, ginger beer, and, and, and seltzer. seltzer, yeah. Uh, something really happened with it. Really? Yeah. Kicked into high gear. Yeah, kicked into like a super crazy gingery and like rootsy wow. Uh, wow. situation, whereas the... Uh, Ironically, main root <laughs> did not achieve the rootsiness, yeah, huh. the sort of earthiness. Interesting. That, and then the third thing that happened is, <laughs> just like back in the old days when I drank alcohol, <laughs> as soon as I had two drinks in front of me, I just stopped talking <laughs> and receded completely from humanity. <laughs> I just was like, I just instantly turned into a Paul Giamatti character where I was just like, uh, whatever. I don't know. They're talking about something. I can hear voices. But I'm really in here now in my head where I like to be. Yeah. Um, I have a secondhand Paul Giamatti story that uh, I feel like is the most Paul Giamatti thing I've ever heard. And I, because it came up, I will relate it. My friend worked in the art department on a film that Paul Giamatti was in, and they were filming something in a bowling alley in Queens and it was like pouring rain and my friend had to get a like an, a little architectural model of the set that they were like whatever they were doing they had built like a mini model so that everybody on the build team could see what what the plan was and he had to get it from a car into the bowling alley and he's like running across this parking lot and dumping rain and Paul Giamatti is standing in the doorway smoking a cigarette and does not uh instinctively move out of the way for my friend and my friend goes uh pardon me uh, do you mind if i come through there and he uh you know takes a, a slow step back and says excuse me <laughs> <laughs> as he blows cigarette smoke <laughs> that was a pretty good paul giamatti uh, yeah, it's not it was, as good as dance, but uh, no, I feel I like I'm, he must have been in character or something. But it's just like such a beautiful, you know. Ugh. <laughs> I feel I feel like that's such a perfect moment. Um, well, anyways, guys, I, before we get too deep into this episode without talking about my life event, I'll just briefly say I've been uh, I've got like I got uh, turned down for a big proposal I had in for a a 
another feature length documentary that I was really excited about. It was like a lot of interesting travel and it was really good subject matter and had a great built in narrative and, uh, didn't happen. So I was feeling real bummed out. And then just like all of a sudden I had this, I had this day where I was like, all right, like work is really fucking dried up for me. And I need to like, I need to like shake the trees a little bit. And so I did something that I haven't done in a long time, which was send out an email to like a couple dozen friends that work in various parts of the filmmaking business and just say like, Hey, like I have had a bit of a slow patch and I need to like figure out how to make a living. This is not me saying that my film has failed. My film is going great, but I just like have some, I need a side project right now. And if you have anything from editing to shooting to directing, like I'm not going to be picky and like almost like nothing came of that email like at all but then the next day i got like three offers from people that weren't on that email at all to like pitch for things and it was like cool like music project the comedy project and a travel project three like things that i would love to do more of hmm. and i got asked to like submit budgets and proposals and stuff and i submitted them all and it was like oh cool like fuck shit's finally starting to happen and you know this is one of those businesses where if you get one out of every 10 things you try to get going your your batting average is pretty damn good <laughs> so chances are i won't get any of them but i'm like i'm eager for something to happen and and i'm in that like liminal phase in between you know now and whatever my next thing is so that's uh that's what this cucumber jalapeno margarita is for and it's delicious um it's working it's a good it's a good drink good. um i feel like haven't we done something like this on the show before yeah yeah i, I could think be so wrong. and and i think we're uh we're gonna do it again in this episode so let's just sit tight let's just sit tight <laughs> yeah um but i mean so you uh it is kind of trying to find that balance like you want it to happen now but you know that it can't right well i mean all of the things that I have proposals out for are in the like mid future, not mm -hmm. the near future. So, um, my budget issue is not like being solved overnight. Right. And I had a couple of like annoying things happen where like I got hired to do, uh, edit pack, like a motion graphics package for a startup. And then they decided that they, didn't want to actually do the project the day that I had started working, which was like really annoying and soul crushing because it wasn't really a job that I wanted to take in the yeah. first place. Yeah. But I was like, well, I just need the money. And then that didn't even happen. Uh. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, these are all projects that I would be really proud to get to be a part of at all. So, um, you know, getting, getting turned down for them, will be disappointing but it's like it, it gave me a nice boost because you know it was like i was feeling like maybe like stepping out of the job market for 18 months to make a feature film is the stupidest thing i've ever done because well, i don't know like, I all, mean... all of the like normal ambient <clears throat> gigs that i would get offered I turned down for like a long time. I was like, I'm going to be in Seattle for all of the next month. So I can't do your shoot. And 
passed it off to lots of colleagues and stuff and now i'm just like you know i was i was wondering if i had like if i had to like start from square one client roster wise and uh fortunately uh interesting offers are coming my way again so uh you know maybe this is a somewhat celebratory margarita who knows i think it is that's how i look at it <laughs> i mean I like all margaritas that... are ultimately semi-celebratory right i like that there's a who knows factor to that hey <laughs> i wonder if maybe, this, maybe this margarita is, awesome. is celebratory who knows and then you drink it. yeah it's true i mean who does yeah. you know <clears throat> yeah only the wind <laughs> Uh, well, Chris, we got a voicemail from uh, our listener. Wait, did we? Am I? Am I did I check out? I mean, because it's entirely possible I did. Do we talk about Dan's return to normalcy for fifteen days? A little bit. We yeah. did. Oh Dude. man, I'm I feel sorry. like we talked about it. Okay. What was I doing? What am I doing? Drinking, dr- drinking those. Uh, oh yeah, drinking sodas. those two sodas. Yeah. Um, for the next yeah. fifteen well, we, days, we, Dan's going to gain like a hundred pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he's going to be running across the country to his next uh, pitch meeting in L.A. <laughs> Got to burn them cows. <laughs> yeah. Chris, we got a voicemail from one of our listeners. Hi, Benjamin and Christopher. Uh, my name is Chris Nash. Rhymes with It's a Pledge. And uh, I am sitting on my 17th floor balcony that I just um, moved into last week. Well, the 17th floor condo. The balcony, I mean, there's an indoors to it as well. Uh, And uh, I actually haven't had any alcoholic beverages since I moved in last week. So I uh, might as well have the first one um, by recommendation of amateur professionals. Uh, So yeah, um, new 17th floor condo i can see half of winnipeg it is gorgeous and uh, there's still about a month or a month and a half of there being life on the trees to uh relax and enjoy so yeah uh whatever drink you think fits uh will be my inaugural alcoholic beverage thanks so much it's an awesome podcast thanks chris nash this yes, is what man. you guys do here? Like, people call you from the 17th story on a ledge and you yeah. tell them what booze to drink? <laughs> yeah. I love. I just love that image. Like, she, you know, she had to you know, correct herself that we didn't actually think she lived on a ledge on a 17th floor. Yeah, there is an indoor in one, part. One of, those, uh, one of those tents that, like, uh, guys that go up, up uh, El Capitan sleep in. That's <laughs> yeah. Like, pitons into the rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I uh, I have a little bit of a balcony here at my apartment, and I've basically not set foot on it all summer because it's been so GD hot. Yeah. Uh, and the last couple of weeks, it's like relaxed a little bit, and I've been taking my laptop out there in the last half of the workday, and uh, man, is it pleasant. Yeah. It's so nice to have a little little thing like that. A so I'm space. curious to hear what hear what uh, Chris Nash is going to be. Sipping on. Well, um, I mean, I, I, uh, I, end of the summer, I always, you know, the dog days of summer. Sometimes it's, it's dry, you know, afternoons are dry and, and hot, and then it kind of transitions into uh, a, a cooler night. But, uh, um, right. 
So I don't know. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to take a, a shot in the dark here. You're going to be drinking something called the dry and spicy daiquiri. Um, so it's uh, two ounces of white rum, half, uh, one ounce of fresh lime juice, three quarter ounces of simple syrup, six fresh one inch watermelon cubes, one Thai wow. chili pepper dried, um, and you're going to garnish with a, wa- a watermelon wedge. So in a shaker, muddle the watermelon and dried chili pepper. Add the remaining ingredients and shake with ice. Fine strain into an ice-filled glass and garnish. So while you're on the 17th floor looking out at the horizon and seeing Winnipeg below, have a little sip of this and see what happens. Man, it sounds great. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to recommend that you listen to uh, Sailing by Christopher Cross. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. have that delightful Dan. daiquiri. Dan. Dan and I, I mean, I just sometimes see the music post Dan puts up and I'm just like, I get fucking giddy i get giddy <laughs> like you know i think dan once you you had that a, wasn't a dig by the way at christopher cross like that uh, literally sounds to me like a no. wonderful evening like being on the 17th floor condo having a daiquiri listening to yacht rock now listen <laughs> you youngsters out there that want to get fucking wasted you listen to the man who suggested <laughs> lemon water sun sun bleached lemon water and you get into yacht rock and you do it right goddamn now yeah. that's what i do does any any <laughs> podcast i'm on i just step right in and go what is this some kind of like sex freak <laughs> show thing you guys do what's your thing heroin is a heroin podcast Oh, man. Pretty much. Pretty much. Weekend edition, huh? Big cocaine interview (laughs) kind of thing. I don't do any of that stuff, but I can talk about it if that's your big deal here. Yeah. Marketplace? Are you guys like, what kind of market are we talking about? Down on the corner kind of market. Yeah. 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 Talking about a sexual market of some sort? (laughs) Okay. All right. I just want to get the angle correct. Degenerate Kai (laughs) Rizdal. Oh, I know what all you you NPR and PRI shows are about. All you podcasts. I don't know why I said that earlier i just you know i think that uh i like the phrase it is a very fair assumption to make based on the title of our show which <laughs> I, it'll, in about some about ways it. i kind of regret <laughs> yeah I but i just love the fact that in my demented brain uh that i think if there is some young hardcore desperado yeah like kid out there he's like oh okay first let's find some free wireless (laughs) next let's go to a directory about terrific podcasts (laughs) now let's type in the keyword alcohol or beverages fuck you mom and dad (laughs) yeah yeah like Um, this is yeah i uh one one of the many factors that made me want to start this show uh was a conversation i had with our friend john roderick about um a uh tv idea that we had a long and ultimately uh ultimately fruitless conversation about it may maybe something we return to at some point in the future i don't know but uh he like floated the idea of me being a character uh on you know be like a reality based thing obviously but like that i would appear on camera and it like (laughs) was like a weird and scary idea to me because i'd never really like i'd never really done it so i wanted to kind of test the idea of having a public voice which i hadn't really before and uh i went and started he's a he's also a non-drinker and i went and started a podcast that john roderick could never (laughs) fully endorse (laughs) and uh and uh i was hanging out with him in Seattle like six months after we started and I was like uh yeah I'd love to have you on sometime he's like what your drinking podcast you know that I 
It's like, no, it's, that's not the, oh. Well, I'm just going on a limb here. I mean, it sounds to me like Dan's had a great time. You know, if Dan can do it, anybody can do it. Am I right? I, I've, well, you know, you had another, uh, a great guest on here, our friend Jesse Thorne. Mm-hmm. One of the best. Which was why I, I was like, oh, this is a fine idea. Yeah. Because, you know, he came on and didn't have a drink. And um, and also, I don't th- I think that's one of the biggest, by the way, misconceptions, really. <laughs> now that I love that now I'm being this like yeah. compassionate brainy guy after I said your listeners are young <laughs> people in vacant lots huffing <laughs> gasoline. Yeah. But yeah, one of the biggest sort of misconceptions I think about about not drinking alcohol is that uh you never you know like yeah it's it will is, you be it's coming to the and it's simple, yeah. yeah and it's never are you coming to the launch party tonight i will not yeah i don't you know like right. you just you just uh you tend to drink stuff that doesn't make you move in with strippers and go bankrupt <laughs> <laughs> oh you man know, it's simple there's always options Darwin literally just grabbed the mic cable and started chomping away on it. <laughs> oh, He's, boy. He is about done with this show. Again. Yeah. This is the yeah. second time he would have uh, cut us off if, uh, if that had actually gone through. Um, well, I guess uh, I, I guess we should not uh, treat that omen uh, with less respect than it deserves. <laughs> so uh, Never take it with a grain of salt yeah. when the dog starts chewing the mic cables. No. That's always the end of the show. Heed yeah. the warning. Um Dan, how do uh, how do people get a hold of your books? How do people follow you online? Um, well, you can go to Amazon and buy books, or you can go to your local bookstore and tell them to get you a copy. And um, local bookstores are good. Mm-hmm. Local bookstores are are a wonderful, wonderful way of buying books. Yeah. Um, so. Um, Maybe have a conversation with him about how you heard Dan Kennedy on a podcast and he was so great that you had to go out and get rock on. Yeah. yeah. Or American Spirit. Dan, I'll admit I have not read Loser Goes First, but I intend on doing so. That was a book I wrote when I was young. I mean, at least 17 years younger. Sure. <laughs> um, so it's fun and weird mm-hmm. and uh, crazy and it's a little insane. Yeah. But, uh, I'm but, into it. Yeah, you can do that stuff or... Um, you know, always love meeting uh, folks through The Moth. Um, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes or The Moth Radio Hour on your local NPR station or hit themoth.org and find out where we're doing live shows. Really right have on. to get out to one of those live shows one of these days. Really got to do yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, did you throw out your Twitter? Uh, it is Dan Kennedy underscore NYC. Cool. One of the best there is. Honestly, um, yeah. I, Even though he's uh, in an emotional blackout, that, don't Twitter don't feed. take that for a negative thing. It's a great thing. It's yeah. almost a prerequisite. <laughs> it's almost a plus that you want to look for. It's sort of like the verified check. If right. there's a little black uh, brain <laughs> yeah. next to the person's name, or a little gray cloud or something, a little gray cloud. Yeah, yeah. Twitter's Twitter's uh, getting better about getting those on the accounts that need them. I feel like who needs yeah. them? I don't get that. The black brain. <laughs> oh, the oh, I thought you meant the, the verified, the no. verified thing. Yeah, that's that is a bunch funny. of nonsense. It's a very I have silly. one. I don't need it. <laughs> it's insane that I have it. Um, I, I never understand what that means. You're actually you. I just right. I just want to yeah. be validated. I'm not by an imposter. Twitter, you know. I get you know. There's a guy named Dan Kennedy who who promises to make people rich. Yeah. Oh. So I get folks tweeting at me with that guy, and like they'll be like, hey. 
check it out. Here's a great high impact way to make retail income at home. And, I'll, <laughs> and they think like I'm their like weird get rich quick Dan Kennedy hero. And I always yeah. just reply to those people and go like, I'm on drugs and I'm broke. Tell everybody. <laughs> uh, man, I wish you had been here for the life event that I talked about on the last episode, which was having a guy register my email for his various online accounts and oh. it being mildly irritating because that sounds so much worse. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That That is... I get email from people, too, who think they're emailing that guy. Yeah. They'll be, like, usually disgruntled that they're not right. uh, instantly wealthy. Right. Yeah. I, I, I signed up seven friends, and they signed up seven yeah. friends, and I'm not rich yeah. yet. Listen, I and went I to just, Amazon, and I bought one of your books. Why am I not rolling in cash? Yeah. And, like, the first... I bought several foreclosed properties, and <laughs> yeah. now yeah. I am in foreclosure, and I am very angry. And, like, I mean... It, Usually the email I get is about the moth or it's about one of the books I wrote, but occasionally it's for that guy. And I just, I delight in <laughs> replying a very long, earnest reply about exactly why anyone who says they're going to make you rich is full of shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, well, uh, Did I cheer everybody Chris? up with that last note? Was <laughs> I, that, I, is that how you like to close? I, uh, Strong well, finish. You no, know, I was just thinking about all the times I've been out to like an airport ramada to take a real estate <laughs> seminar and how I regret that now. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can follow Chris on Twitter at ChrisBChicken. And Benjamin at BenjaminRAHR. And you can follow our show at Drink About It and on Instagram and Facebook at Let's Drink About It. And we're on Tumblr and we're on Let's Drink About It in your internet browser. We'd really appreciate it if you went to iTunes.com slash Drink About It and left us a nice review. Really helps us grow the show. Also in the um, UK known as iTunes. <laughs> or, in, or in Toronto as, I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, no, there's no R in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, we should thank Paul Watling and Graham Walsh for the art and music. Thank and you, fellas. We should absolutely thank Dan Kennedy for coming in here. And thank you so much, Dan. What what a hoot! Thank you guys for having a, me. It's been a, a true pleasure. This was such a fun, uh, fun thing to do. Thanks yeah. so much. We'll have you back sometime. And uh, if you're not listening to the Moth Podcast, you're you're really fucking your shit up. Your podcast. Your podcatcher is, is frankly incomplete in my estimation. Yep. I got a name for you. Dumb dumb. There it is. <laughs> um, well, with that, we'll be back at you <laughs> next week with more life events and more drinks that go perfectly with them. Later, potato. Do not choke on your rum and coke. Dan, thanks so much. Thanks, Chris. Was, this is so fun. Cool. I'm Good glad times. you liked it. Thanks for cutting off your uh, your beach day, too. Good yeah. timing. Look at it out there. Yeah. This is no time to be at the beach. <laughs> what are you? You're insane. <laughs> <laughs> kind of dope are you on? <laughs> Kinked out as the rest of them. <laughs> Who the hell wants to be at a beach with a sky like this? <laughs>